Hello, I'm Sarah Hapalak and this is In the News from the Irish Times, where we take a close look at the stories that matter. Today, will fear of Delta overcome America's vaccine hesitancy? Two months ago, America was exuberant. Millions of its citizens were getting their COVID-19 vaccine shots every day. Cases and deaths were dropping and the end of the pandemic seemed just around the corner. The rest of the world looked on enviously at the little signs of a return to normality in the United States. So how you been? Things like the late night talk shows finally getting their audiences back. This is a slightly different energy than the converted storage room eight floors above us. In May, President Joe Biden announced that vaccinated people didn't need to wear their masks inside anymore. I think it's a great milestone, a great day. You've earned the right to do something that Americans are known for all around the world. Greeting others with a smile. (laughs) This joy was short-lived. By the time Biden dropped the mask mandate, the number of Americans getting vaccinated each day had already peaked and since then has dropped off a cliff, leaving millions unprotected from the new, fast-spreading Delta variant. No, no, America. The pandemic's got to be over. I threw out my sweatpants. (laughs) I killed my sourdough starter. I drank all my hand sanitizer. I'm not going back to the damn storage room. In the last month, with the arrival of Delta, new daily cases in the US have quadrupled. Places like Los Angeles County have reintroduced a requirement for masks to be worn indoors, even for the fully vaccinated. So you said last month that the virus is in retreat. Do you still feel that way? Is that Well, the virus, look, here's, it's real simple. We have a pandemic for those who haven't gotten a vaccination. America is grappling with the problem of how to convince vaccine-hesitant people to take their shots. And anger is rising at those who refuse to get vaccinated, but also at public figures who have undermined the vaccine rollout by spreading doubt and misinformation. Suzanne Lynch is our Washington correspondent. Suzanne, since Joe Biden took office from over here, it looks like the way he's handled the pandemic has been a success. How has it looked close up? When Joe Biden was inaugurated at the end of January, um, America was in a bad place. Uh, Numbers of COVID infections were peaking around that time at around 250,000 per day. But he did take over a system that was already somewhat developed. And this is one of the debates at the moment. How much credit should uh, the former president Donald Trump get for this? By about February, early March in particular, things had really ramped up here. Personally, I got my own vaccinations in March. It was much more, people remember this, ahead of where where Europe was at the time. And even though at the moment we see that Europe has really caught up, Ireland has really caught up, I suppose what is important to remember is that that meant that during the spring here, when parts of Europe were still in lockdown because so few people had been vaccinated, America was getting its vaccination rates up very early and this stopped the spread of uh, new infections and it allowed America to kind of open up somewhat throughout March, April and May. But as you're saying there, Circa, there has been a change. Uh, By April, May here, Washington, where I live, for example, was very much felt like it was back open for business. Uh, I went to my first kind of social events and embassies, those kind of things were back happening. Now, in the last month or so, there has been a change. Numbers are back creeping up. We're now at about, you know, 50,000 a day at the moment, new cases. And just as a comparison, on July 4th, uh, the cases were about 13,000 a day. So over the last month, we have seen a real uptick in cases here. And that is now becoming a real concern. And that is because 
The Delta has arrived in the United States. I mean, how widespread is it over there? Again, if we if we look at the figures back again of July the 4th, 25% of all new cases were Delta. That is now well up in the 80% realm. So I think there's a combination here of the more infectious Delta variant combined with a level of unvaccinated people in certain parts of the country. And I think that's the perfect storm uh, that's happening now in the United States. Uh, and that is really now the concern by medical experts going forward. And as you've mentioned, Suzanne, the US vaccine rollout was motoring ahead, but then it hit a wall. Large numbers of people now say they just won't take the vaccine. And the latest data shows that just under 50% of all Americans are now fully vaccinated, which is well behind what was hoped for. Are the reluctant ones evenly spread out across the country or are they concentrated in certain parts of the US? You've hit on the key point there, which is uh, the unevenness of vaccination in this country. So what you have is that in certain parts of the country, and if it, you know, even visually, if you look at a map, it's the East Coast, the West Coast, you have vaccination rates among adults like right up to 80% in some of those states. And then in other parts of the country, it's extremely low, down near 40%. So states like Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, um, vast swathes of the country. And of course, what this reminds one of looking at an electoral map, a lot of those areas uh, that have low take-up rates are more rural and uh, and they tend to vote, vote Republican, like Arkansas, Mississippi and Alabama. So um, we're really seeing a tale of, of two Americas at the moment. Is there a history of vaccine hesitancy in the US? I mean, where does this come from, this reluctance? It's quite interesting. At the beginning, you know, earlier this year, January, February, when the vaccine rollout began, there was a lot of research and a lot of attention to historic vaccine hesitancy among African-Americans. And that is because of, you know, decades and centuries of medical malpractice that led to this weariness among people in that community. So there was a lot of effort by the Biden administration to zone in on that. I can remember uh, Kamala Harris in the early days, for example, doing an event in um, a majority black community uh, here in D.C. And the CDC sent vaccination mobile pop up clinics to black churches in some areas. But that did seem to work. And then they began to see, well, there's a problem in take up actually in rural, white rural areas, say of Appalachia, uh, you know, places in Kentucky, West Virginia. So then there was a shift and kind of, oh, how do we get to through to these people? And again, there were efforts to bring mobile clinics to rural out of the way areas. So it became kind of became more of like a white working class kind of issue then. And we definitely see this geographical split that it is for whatever reason, these more rural parts of America are the areas with a low vaccine take up. And it's more urban areas on the East Coast and the West Coast where the vaccine take up rates are, are much higher. So, Suzanne, do we know why these people in Appalachia, for instance, don't want to take the vaccine? Where are they getting their information from and what are they basing this decision on? Well, I think part of it is kind of a, a uniquely American characteristic or as, as many people see it here, which is a kind of individualism and a distrust of big government. The idea that, you know, I'm an individual, no one should tell me what to do uh, and I am the best judge of what's best for me. So I think that's definitely part of this. Um, and that would very much chime with the Republican uh, idea of politics, you know, anti-big government, um, pro-individual, uh, those kind of ideas. So I think that's part of it. Um, and I suppose linked into that is the influence of people, of, of politicians 
and platforms like Fox News. A bit like earlier in the pandemic last year, when masks and mask wearing became completely partisan and Donald Trump opposed the wearing of masks. This has, I think, kind of reappeared in a different guise, which now is vaccinations. And the idea that it's healthy uh, to be a vaccine sceptic and to ask questions, this is your right and this is your responsibility to you as an individual. It's kind of like the vaccine, kind of like the mask issue here. So unfortunately, like a lot of America, even this issue has become entirely politicised. And you mentioned Fox News there. Um, Haven't some members of Fox News actually changed their tune recently. I mean, what what were they saying about the vaccine before and how has that changed in recent weeks? Yeah, well, I think Fox News, again, taking the, you know, the big picture here over the last year or so when Donald Trump was still in office, I mean, Fox News rode behind Donald Trump in practically everything. And that included COVID and his response to, to COVID. So when Donald Trump was dismissing the threat of COVID, Fox was behind him on that. When Donald Trump was refusing to wear a mask publicly in defiance of public health guidance, Fox was behind him on that. Since the election of Joe Biden, they have been continuing to beat that drum, kind of giving a space for vaccine or COVID sceptics, I suppose. But it has been interesting, you're right, Circuit. Just in the last couple of weeks, there has been a change there. America, we're in this together. And if you can, get the vaccine. For information on vaccine sites, visit the vaccine finder on the homepage of foxnews.com. Just like we've been saying... Please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough. Enough people have died. We don't need any more death. Sean Hannity, who's a hugely popular figure, who has an evening show here at 9 p.m. every day, he, in one of his many monologues, implored his viewers to take COVID seriously and to get the vaccine. You and your doctor make a very important decision for your own safety. Take it seriously. You also have a right to medical privacy. Doctor-patient confidentiality is also important. He said... You know, it absolutely makes sense for many Americans to get vaccinated. We don't need any more deaths. You know, research this, talk to your doctor. I believe in science. I believe in the science of vaccination. So that was a big moment. We also have seen, and this is equally, I think, important and and, and is part of the same trend, some senior Republican politicians. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the former uh, press secretary who is now hoping to run for governor in Arkansas, she has said in the last few days that she has got vaccinated and she's behind it. Steve Scalise, not a, not a, a well-known name to many people in Europe, maybe, but he's a big deal he, here. He's a senior Republican at Congress. And he had evaded questions for months from reporters about whether he had planned to get vaccinated. In the last week or so, he announced that he got his first shot. I would encourage people to get the vaccine. I have high confidence in it. I got it myself. Uh, I sent the pictures out. His home state of Louisiana was seeing a big increase in numbers. That has made an impact. And actually, one of the positives, if you like, is that there are signs that maybe vaccination rates are picking up again. So on Sunday alone, 500,000 Americans got their first shot. There is a sense that, you know, the Delta variant maybe is basically scaring people in a lot of these regions. They're seeing that it's more infectious. They're hearing this from the Fox News hosts and they're prepared maybe to think again and to rethink uh, the vaccination rates. Again, it's because, you know, the correlation between the geographical area and Fox News. I mean, a lot of a lot of Sean Hannity's viewers are in these places like Mississippi and Arkansas and Alabama, which are experiencing huge increases in rates. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to have a huge impact, quite honestly, uh, on the take up rates for vaccinations in these states. But this change in messaging hasn't been across the board at Fox. I mean, one of their star hosts, Tucker Carlson, he's not happy with this message. Isn't that right? Yeah. Tucker Carlson, again, he's on earlier in the evening before Sean Hannity. Uh, and he has become 
he's moved further to to the right since Trump's departure. Um, and he has railed against vaccines and kind of, as he sees it, as a nanny state from the beginning of this pandemic. And uh, he has, he is not holding that line. He has been saying, he's questioned, he's taken on CNN for giving what he calls medical advice. He said they should be, they're a news channel, not a health agency. But we know lying when we see it, and you just saw it. To say again, in unison, and they're all saying it, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated is simply untrue. That's a lie. There's a massive discrepancy between that political talking point, which is exactly what it is. Laura Ingram, another popular conservative host, you know, has also pointed to the fact that about the efficacy of vaccines and the fact that some vaccinated people are now testing positive for coronavirus. She said, we need to know more. We need to get more uh, education on this. So it's not across the board. Also, it's interesting to note the White House didn't uh, comment on this, but there were reports that the Biden administration had talks at the very highest level behind the scenes with Fox on this to try and Fox News executives to try and uh, get them on board and try and get them to change their messaging on this. Uh, so we don't know if that hasn't been confirmed or not. But ironically, Fox itself is requiring its own staff to show proof of vaccination. So, look, it's, it's a mixed pic- picture there. Um, but, yeah, voices like Hannity will carry some weight with, with viewers around the country. And some doctors have actually spoken out strongly against this vaccine scepticism coming from certain TV personalities, saying their language is killing people. Tucker Carlson, knock it off. Get with the program. Stop saying anything. Just stop telling your viewers about this crap that is untrue. I don't know what your angle is. You're killing off people who supposedly you you are with, supposedly support you. And patients like mine are suffering as a result and communities are suffering. It seems surprising that for some people, the message coming from the doctors who are facing the reality of COVID is less convincing than the message coming from the cranks. That is true. Medical doctors, you know, everyone knows Dr. Fauci. You know, they've become a big part of this, as as they have in other countries, in Ireland and Britain, that people are listening to the medical experts. Um, And you're right, you know, the power of Fox is in some ways more powerful than the power of medical advice. But I think the other, other issue, though, is that a lot of, there are some doctors who are taking the opposite view, who are um, from the medical community, who appear on Fox and give the, you know, the vaccine scepticism point of view. Um, so that, that that's a problem, too. I mean, you know, trying to dissect who is the expert here, who I, I should listen to. It's very, very difficult. And then Dr. Fauci himself has become this hugely polarizing figure. Um, Ron DeSantis, the governor of uh, Florida, came under criticism because his website is selling merchandise with anti-Fauci uh, rhetoric, including don't Fauci my Florida is one of the phrases. So, you know, Fauci's become this bogeyman and he has become the kind of symbol of this, you know, government overreach and, and a democratic administration, even though, as we know, he worked, he worked with Trump. Um, but yeah, even medicine has become politicised um, when it comes to, to this debate about COVID. And just going back to Fox for a minute, do we overestimate the impact that their messaging might have or also the impact of messaging from Republican politicians? I mean, how much do they really affect how people think? Yeah, I think they do affect what people think. I mean, cable news here, Fox and CNN, you know, it doesn't have the same reach as something like the regular networks like ABC, NBC. Most Americans sit down and watch Jeopardy in the evening. They're not following, you know, the twists and turns of Washington politics on CNN or Fox. 
in saying that, um, I do think it does have an influence among certain people. And this is where you get back to the imbalance with the vaccine rollout. In those areas, those rural areas where the vaccine rollout is much slower, they are places where, you know, the, relatively speaking, Fox have a bigger re, uh, viewership and their politicians, you know, echo those views. Now, we have seen some of like the, the governor of Arkansas, the governor of West Virginia, real Republicans. They've kind of changed their tune as well a bit and be saying, look, everyone needs to, to get on board here with the vaccinations. That is important. And people do listen to them because everything is done by state here. And that, that's the other difference. Um, and, and maybe this is a reason why we're seeing this uh, imbalance in distribution and vaccination rates here. It's, it's just one of the distinctive things about America that's just so different than most other places, which is that federal system that um, each state is running their own vaccination rollout and they're responsible for the messaging. Yes, you've got the CDC and, and Fauci, which is the federal bo- body above that. Um, but really, the states have a lot of power and they have a lot of power over mask mandates, over rules around COVID. Um, so what the governor in a certain state decides is very, very important. It's going to have an actual impact on how they imagine in Ireland, if each county had a different you know, governor and they had to decide the vaccine rollout or the vaccine or the COVID policies or the restrictions. And if County Sligo said, well, we're going to have no indoor restrictions. Everybody can, can do that. And Dublin was different. So that's the situation you've had in America since the outset of this. So I think, you know, the, the role of local politicians to that extent is important and, and does have an impact. Coming up, how can the United States re-energise its pandemic response? I want to ask you about masks. The US Centre of Disease Control and Prevention, they actually issued guidance in May that fully vaccinated people no longer had to wear masks, which feels a bit mad on this side of the globe. But now the emergence of the Delta variant is leading to some experts questioning that decision. That was a big moment. Actually, I remember I was in in the White House that day and this announcement came through and everybody was kind of looking at each other saying, oh, does this mean we can take off our masks? And everyone just kind of pulled off their masks and that was it. It would completely change the dynamic because, again, one of the differences here in America last year compared to in Europe was that like mask wearing was really more or less across the board. You know, everybody was wearing masks around Washington, New York, everywhere. You know, if you went out in Washington, D.C., if I left my house to go for a walk, the mayor had had in, implemented a rule where I had to wear a mask going out walking. So it's been much stricter. There's a lot that America has done that, that failed and that was different. But in mask wearing, it actually had been in the lead on this from last year. But you're absolutely right. Now there is now a kind of furious backpedaling, some people are saying, uh, because of the emergence of the Delta variant. Uh, we are, there are reports that this week at some point that the CDC may reassess that guidance and issue fresh guidance. That's kind of where the next debate, I think, is going the next few weeks about whether vaccinated people should have to wear masks or not. And you've written actually in the Irish Times that some school districts are considering introducing obligatory mask wearing for students when the schools reopen in the autumn. How is that going to go down with parents and the general public? Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. I mean, it's really important to stress this, actually. Again, looking back over the last 17 months, where America, you know, I think really failed was schools. The children, again, very uneven across the country. But I know people here in Washington, D.C., whose kids were not in school for well over a year. I know one, one person who's leaving America, going back to Europe, she just can't stick it anymore. Her, her kids were not in school. There's the, a the huge power of the teachers' unions in certain cities like D.C., like Chicago, and um, for other reasons. Uh, so children, I think, have been the real casualties of this 
uh, in America. So even though Europe and Ireland, you know, their priority was to keep kids in school, that was certainly not the case here in the United States. Again, some states were better than others. So there's a whole debate about whether schools will go back even fully at the end of September uh, or the end of August. They usually go back slightly earlier here. And built into that is a discussion about uh, face masks. Again, like everything in America, it's all done on local level. So we're going to probably see a huge variation uh, in requirements. But even here, little kids... Be, be, you know, in the last term, a lot a lot of schools did require them to wear masks. You know, you see three and four-year-olds all the time here wearing masks. Um, so, but that is going to be a huge battle. I mean, places like Texas, they've already said they're going to resist this. You know, I think we're going, again, we're going to see this uneven uh, application of this rule. And in the states that are more vaccine sceptical, we're, we're not going to see a mask mandate, definitely not. But in other states and other school districts, may, we may, may well do. And going back to vaccines, just this week on Monday, the American Medical Association and the American Nurses Association, they called for vaccination to be made compulsory for all healthcare workers. And on the same day, the governor of California said that from next month, all state employees and healthcare workers will be required to show proof of vaccination or weekly testing. Are other measures being considered to curb the Delta variant? And how do you think these calls for mandatory vaccination will go down in a country where significant numbers just don't want to get the jab? This is, again, going to be a hugely controversial issue over the next week or so. A lot of the, the individual parts of the country have a lot of power over this. I mean, California last week or in the last few weeks reintroduce a mask mandate for vaccinated people. So they're, they're allowed to do that. I mean, there's federal guidelines, but then each state can do what they want. But California, for example, it's got about like, I think about 6,000 new cases a day at the moment. And they're worried. They're worried about Delta variant. Uh, so this is going to be hugely controversial, though. And I think Joe Biden so far, he's been trying not to inflame these partisan tensions. He, I cannot see him advocating for a mask mandate or a vaccination mandate and or test in most government agencies because he knows he's going to get a backlash from Republicans and really his aim is to get as many Americans vaccinated as possible and he can see himself that him saying go and get vaccinated is just not going to cut it with those people who don't some of them let, quite frankly don't believe he's a real president they still think he's it's Donald Trump but it is significant even though I'm, I'm, I'm saying that Biden will be resistant to this one of the first kind of government agency the Department of Veteran Affairs it uh, announced that it was requiring vaccinations for its kind of frontline healthcare workers in the in the next few months. So now the Department of Veteran Affairs, you've kind of got older, maybe more vulnerable people there, but that was quite controversial. Joe Biden was asked about that earlier this week and kind of didn't want to answer, pushed back on that question. Um, so is that opening the floodgates to all government agencies requiring it? We don't know, but it, it's definitely going to be a source of controversy over the next week or so here. And ultimately, if a large proportion of American citizens opt never to get the vaccine, what will that mean for the United States? I mean, could it just lead to new variants and more widespread outbreaks? The, the difference, I suppose, here again is the fact that children are now eligible for vaccines and how many of those children are going to get it. I mean, I know plenty of children who have got it already here. So I think that's going to be the kind of next indication of where vaccination, you know, uh, the vaccination of the populace is going to go. Light at the end of the tunnel is this thing I mentioned, which is the trend that there has does seem to have been an uptick in vaccination rates in certain states over the last week. It does seem that these uh, Republican political leaders and Fox News personalities are having an impact and that people, quite frankly, are, are scared of Delta because it's running, you know, it's it's infecting people in the states where there's low vaccination. So it looks like that is now having an impact. People are seeing the effect of this Delta and saying, oh, God, it does it might affect me. I better get the vaccine. 
Suzanne, thanks so much for your time. Late on Tuesday evening, the Centres for Disease Control and Prevention reversed its previous guidance on masks and called for all Americans, including those who are vaccinated, to wear masks indoors in areas with high levels of COVID. Information on the Delta variant from several states and other countries indicates that in rare occasions, some vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant after vaccination may be contagious and spread the virus to others. This new science is worrisome and unfortunately warrants an update to our recommendation. President Biden also said he would consider a vaccine mandate for all federal employees. Will you require all federal employees to get vaccinated? That's under consideration right now, but if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. The announcements led to immediate pushback. That's it for today. You can read more from Suzanne Lynch about the COVID situation and the spread of Delta in the US on irishtimes.com. In the news, we'll be back on Friday.